Hello and welcome to this episode of the coaching podcast from British Canoeing. Hello and welcome to this first episode of the British Canoeing Coaching Podcast. I'm Ricky Snodgrass and I'm here with Lee Pooley today and we're going to have a chat around is what we observe really that accurate? So at the weekend Lee um, delivered eight at Glenmore Lodge at the Adventure Sports Coaching Conference um, and he spoke about is what we observe really that accurate? Um, so we're just going to do a little bit of a follow-up on that and have a chat and get some thoughts on it. So, Lee, do you want to give us a bit of a background? How did it all start? Yeah, so um, I think I think for me it started quite a long time ago. Uh, I've got over sort of over the past twenty years of working in coaching and coach development. Um, I've had a I've had a wrestle with you know whether the interventions that I'm actually observing or or uh, conducting are actually going to make a difference to learning or to the performance and that made me think in a bit more detail is actually what am I observing um, and I think what what was really interesting is I wanted to ensure that whatever I was doing I was doing to the best of my ability so I was intrigued to, to see actually how I was coaching so I turned it turned the flip the sort of focus around from 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 the performer back onto myself and what I decided to do is I wanted to start to understand what influenced and shaped my own practice um, how did I get to conclusions um, did I have any biases um, and then you know what was quite interesting from it after a period of time of critical reflection and video in my own coaching sessions is that I found that I had quite a lot of, I had a lot of set of scripts. And what I mean by that is the set of scripts of, um, I would see a performance and then I would go, right, I've got something that will fix that. Um, and the more you coach, I, I believe that you get a whole load more of scripts. So what tended to happen is I would observe, I would see a pattern of performance and I would have a script and I would pull that script straight from there, which did then make me question whether I was actually coaching or I was just, you know, facilitating. And that also enabled me to start to actually look up for how much coaching I was actually doing compared to how much national governing body um, syllabus I was I was following and interestingly enough you know in my in my you know sort of in the last probably in the last sort of area of my coaching I was doing about 80% of providing a program and 20% of coaching so it almost uh, put me to a point to want to delve into further research really so that's where it all started you know something that would intrigued me um, whether um, what I was doing was the best I possibly could be and also what influenced my uh, influenced my conclusions that I came to um, to be able to deliver um, some coaching yeah so it's almost like you're working from a bank of scripts that you had and um, it must be quite a dilemma to look back at that and what what did you go on to do from that once you'd analyzed your practice what had what did you go forward? What were the next steps? 
Yeah, well, sort of initially, um, initially when I when I started delving into it, um, I started to um, I started to have a bit of what I call intellectual vertigo, where I was really sort of worried about what I might uncover, and sometimes I would just go, "Well, I'm not ready for that yet." Um, and then I got to a point in what I would say my coaching career that actually I was really happy to be able to sort of delve into okay so what can i what can i learn what would what does research what would research say and what would actually um come up to maybe either support or question some of the stuff that i do as part of my coaching craft um so i delved into i delved into the academic research and um what i wanted to do is i wanted to either try to make sense of what i do um or would it create more doubt um and there's anyone sort of delves into research and academic research it definitely um sort of you know it's a confirmation of how little um that i knew about coaching so threw myself into the academic research which was all pretty pretty interesting stuff actually because um there was there was some research done uh back in sort of the mid 1980s uh that followed on from um uh, some research that was carried out from uh, about how accurate eyewitnesses were within uh, uh, criminal cases, and the criminal within that research, they were saying that actually um, eyewitnesses aren't actually that accurate, and the more volatile and more um, uh, aggressive the actual uh, the crime is, the less accurate those observations would be. Um, so um, Frank Miller picked up that research and did a very sports-specific um, piece of work based around the accuracy of of sports coaches. Uh, and there were some really interesting studies that came. Well, there's some interesting uh, data that come out of it. And you know, you know, one of them is that you know the studies shown that um, coaches' observations are not only unreliable but they're also inaccurate, um, which you know threw a massive question mark around my own practice. They said that actually only 40% of the uh, key factors could actually be remembered by coaches. So, you know, I was thinking, wow, that, you know, that, you know, only 40%. Um, other areas, it said that, you know, experienced coaches were only significant, uh, were not significantly better than novice coaches in observations, where I actually presume that actually the more experienced you are as a coach, you'd be better at observing. However, the research indicated that it wasn't. There was no significance in whether they were better or not as novice coaches. And then also another interesting area is that experienced coaches produce more false positives than novice coaches. So yet again, it sort of um, created that question around: Okay, how how accurate are the observations that I'm I'm um, I'm seeing and how accurate is my analysis that I'm doing within within my coaching so there was some really interesting some some really interesting research that came out that actually started to question my coaching in, in further detail so the reality was is that you know our observation as experienced coaches isn't that strong only 40% that we can actually remember um, and what also was interesting is that even though through training, um, training of our observation as coaches, uh, there was very little improvement that could be made. Right. Right. Interesting. Um, 
So you spoke quite a bit there about um, criminal justice research and other sports and how do we make these links into paddle sport then? We're paddle sport orientated, so how do we link that into coaching paddle sports? Yeah, Ricky, it's a really good question because, you know, one of the things that, you know, what we what we are gradually, we're gradually getting more of now is we're getting more research and um, delving into adventure sports coaching. Um, but actually, there's not huge amounts of research within that particular area. So we had to, or I had to, you know, look at the look at the the, the research that had been done already, and most of it was done either within the gymnastics world or within the football. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to actually to see whether this relates to the adventure sports environment that I was interested in, because in an adventure sports environment, um, one of the areas you know, in the environments that we work in are, are, are volatile and dynamic uh, forever changing we work in a 4d environment and um, it could make observation more difficult so what i wanted to do is i put a, a bit of a research project together with a methodology that i would observe experienced coaches experienced coaches within paddle sports and i would watch them over a period of time what became really apparent is that within the paddle sport community that what that I was researching did show very much the same that I was seeing on the critical reflection that there was patterns and scripts and actually through an observation that I saw for you know some phenomenal delivery going on um, but when I returned and watched another coaching session with different performers in a different environment the same patterns and scripts were being delivered yeah. so almost going through a process rather than actually using our observation skills to come up with an analysis so that's what it really confirmed to me is actually you know the patterns and scripts are very much there um, what we do use is heuristics and heuristics is very much um, our way of shortcutting to solve problems um, and it was very evident that that was happening within the paddle sport community uh, through coaches so not only have we got a load of patterns and scripts that we're that we're following um, we're not actually utilizing our observation skills as probably best as we can do to improve a performance right right um, so the research that you did uh you start to see similarities and little evidence that any significant differences happen to observations, even through training. Um, so what can coaches out there actually do to make an analysis more accurate? Yeah. So, um, this is only, this is only quite, um, new in terms of what I'm, I'm sort of working on, uh, the first initial bits of research that are coming back. Um, you're not gonna. I don't think anyone's uh, listening in is gonna actually be absolutely, totally sort of. Uh, this is not groundbreaking. Um, some of you will be listening and going, okay. So what's the what's the takeaways? Um, well, the reality is, is there was there was there's four things that have started to appear. Um, so having interviews with the coaches, um, uh, looking at a bit more research, there was a couple of things that uh, people were talking about, and um, one of the things that. I would recommend from some of the research that we've been doing is that coaches are comfortable with silence. So if you haven't got anything to say, then don't say it. 
um, press pause, be comfortable with silence and allow the allow them to continue practicing. Um, because just by filling the silence it doesn't mean that you know you're going to give anything accurate. So if you've got nothing to say, then maybe it's not worth saying anything. No. Uh, so that was one of the areas. Um, another area is that um, coaches may be relying on before, uh, performer feedback. So when we ask the 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 athlete or the performer or the paddler um, about what did they feel or what what was happening there is that sometimes we can be over-reliant and go down a bit of a rabbit hole and all we do is concentrate on that particular area rather than using that as part of the jigsaw puzzle to support what we might have seen to then have a a, a much more robust analysis is that coaches tend to go down the route of following the inquiry from what the performer has actually said. So that's 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 the other area that, that, that came up. And the other two are mechanisms. Yeah. So the other two are mechanisms that uh, can be used by coaches. Um, one of it is use of video uh, and video is a really good analytical tool. Um, it allows you to replay. It allows you to become much more accurate with your observation. You can zoom in. Um, it takes skill and its use. Uh, and I think, you know, uh, another podcast at a later date could probably delve into that particular subject. But what video does allow you to do is if you're only able to um, capture a certain amount of performance, it's much more accurate because you're able to replay, freeze frame, um, you're, like you're able to go into, into a lot more detail. Yeah. So video does really support um, observation analysis. And then the other area that uh, that we are delving into at the moment is the use of notation analysis. So this allows you to be able to identify a particular area of a performance and either record the frequency or the sequencing um, of a performance. So you can um, be very accurate on maybe the paddle stroke. It could be, and that's all you're concentrating on. So it really does focus the area of observation. And then when you feed back to the to the performer to the paddler that actually you've got something accurate to say so some brilliant takeaways there um yeah i think it's been a i think that's about it for this episode we're just coming up to time so um i think that's a great first episode a, a, a great thing for coaches out there to listen to and really think about um and some great takeaways there at the end and i think the use of video um would make a really interesting uh, podcast going forward if we can get you in again, um, which we hope to do, obviously. So um, thank you for today. and um, Thank you. Yeah, we shall see you all in the next episode of the British Canoeing Coaching Podcast.